Welcome to Word of Truth with Reverend Azuka Obi. Hi, good morning. Welcome to Word of Truth. I'm Chikudimobi. I'm so glad to have you this Sunday morning. Today, I want us to discuss what I call the Christian conduct. The Christian conduct. It is really sad that it's very hard to differentiate between a Christian and a non-Christian nowadays. Because a Christian's character, attitude, behavior, and all that is just like an unbeliever. The way an unbeliever will react to situations is just the way a Christian nowadays will react to situations. And it ought not to be so at all. The Bible says that though we are in the world, we are not of the world. We should not let the world affect and influence us. We are supposed to affect and influence the world. Jesus said we are the salt of the earth. The ingredients in the pot does not affect the salt. Rather, the salt affects the ingredients. When you eat a food or a meal prepared with salt, you will know. If you also eat one that is prepared without salt, you will know. We are that spice that add value to the world. As salt, we are not supposed to lose our essence in the pot of soup. But rather, as salt, we are supposed to cast our influence on the pot of soup. And anybody that comes and tastes that soup will really know that we are added to that soup. So it is for every Christian. And how we go about our daily duties, our life, should be of such that we can be told apart from others. But this word called Christian was first used in a city called Antioch because the people of that city saw a group of people, a group of individuals that lived differently, that conducted themselves differently from others. And they said, hmm, this group of people sure act, behave like Christ. Hence the word Christ ends or Christians as we call it today. That is the way we are supposed to be. There's a popular saying that I've been attributed to a Christian monk called Saint Francis of Assisi. One day he told the his fellow monks in the monastery that they should join him into the town to preach the gospel. And the monks got their Bibles and they all went to the town. But Saint Francis just led them through the town, through the market. They walked all through and they walked straight back to the monastery. When they got back to the monastery, the monks asked him, Why did you just take us for a walk? He told us we were going to preach Christ to the people. And we ended up not preaching to anyone. And this popular saying was said. And this popular saying came about. What is this saying? The saying goes thus. Preach the gospel always, but when necessary, speak. I'll say that again. Preach the gospel always, but when necessary, speak. So what this priest was trying to teach the monks was that your life, your conduct should preach the gospel always. That is what I want to talk to you about, what I call Christian conduct today. Christian conduct today. When people ask me which religion I am, I hesitate and most times I don't say I'm a Christian. Do you know why? The word Christianity is now associated with what it is not meant to be or what it is not at all. We've reduced Christianity to a checkered box on a form. Now, when you fill your bio data, they ask you your religion. Everybody goes and ticks Christianity or Islam or whatever. And we've, that's what we've reduced Christianity to. The Christian that we claim to be, we don't practice it. That lifestyle of a Christian, we don't have it. We need to start living that life so that men will see that life 
and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I don't take my key text from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11. I'll read from the New King James Version. The Bible says that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your hands as we commanded you. One of the words that stand out from that verse is aspire. Aspire means make it your goal, make it your aim, something you are targeting, your desire, your purpose. And three things were listed. Things that we should aspire to become. The first one is, number one, lead a quiet life. Number two, mind your business. Can you see that word we usually say or the phrase rather we usually use? Mind your business. When people come to harass us or poke their nose into our business. Exactly from the scriptures. The third one is work. Work with your hands. Three things. First, lead a quiet life. Two, mind your business. Three, work with your hands. So I'm going to look at these three things. And the three things I call a Christian conduct, how a Christian should conduct himself. So the first one, which is quiet, quiet life. You should conduct yourself in such a way that you are not at the center of any controversy, strife, discord, and all other works like that. You should be quiet. You should be mellow, you should be calm, you should be temperate. You know, the, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5 is temperance. You should have it, you should be temperate. You should not be loud as much as you can, avoid it. Don't be loud, loud all the time. That doesn't mean you should also be a hermit on the flip side. But rather, there should be moderation. That is that word, temperance again. There should be moderation in everything you do. Everything, everything. Don't go to any extreme. Either the extreme on the left or the extreme on the right. It is always safe to be in the center. It is always safe to be in the middle of the road. So if you drive in a narrow, windy road during the storm, it is always safe to be in the center of the road because you can fall into the ditch on the left or the gutter on the right. So that's what this quiet life is all about. It's a call to the life of moderation. The second one is mind your business. Very important. I can sit on this for a whole day. But sadly, I don't have the time. Mind your business. Focus on that thing you are called to do. Like I've told you earlier, it's a common phrase in our lingua. As much as it lies within your power, mind your business. Stick to the things that concern you and take your nose off anything that doesn't concern you. Don't poke your nose where it is not required. Face front. <laughs> my worry brothers will say, day your day, make I day my day. Another person will say, day your lane. You know, when you're running in a race, in a um, sprint or I think the medium races, you have to stay in your lane. Once you are, you leave your lane and run in somebody else's lane, you will be disqualified. That is how important it is to mind your business. In this race of life, our life is a race. Christians also have what we call the heavenly race. This race of life, in the heavenly race, it is important that you day your day as, other, as I day my day. 
It's important that you mind your business while I mind my business. It's also a call to avoid the distractions of life. It's also, it is not a call to be a loner or to avoid contact with others. No. It is a call to love everyone around you. The Bible says, be at peace with all men. That is our mandate. But don't go pock-nosing. Treat everyone with love, care for them, live in harmony, but also respect their privacy as well and don't get involved in their lives without their permission. Very, 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 very important. And thirdly, the Bible says, walk with your hands. There is dignity in labor. Whatever you're doing, do it all your might. There is nothing to be ashamed of. Even Paul said this severally. How he wasn't a burden on the people. This is a pastor saying that he wasn't a burden on the people. That he walked whenever he could. He had a skill. He was a tent maker. He was highly educated in the school of Gamaliel. And yet, he did not impose his needs on the church. And I must say this. A lot of pastors do this. They impose themselves on the church. They burden the church. They carry, they want the church to solve all their problem because they are the pastor. They're supposed to be the priest and Levites and sit and eat. It's true, but half truth. But Paul said it clearly. He said, I have learned to abase and abound. When there is nothing, he, he abases. When there is a lot, he abounds. Then he walks with his hands. Though called an apostle of Jesus Christ to preach the gospel, he walked with his hands. I mean, love for the people was paramount to him. He did not impose his own needs on them at all. Yes, there's the key of giving to your prophet, take care of them. He also talked about that. Yeah, he did. A whole lot. You And as, as a Christian, when you take care of your pastor, you will get rewarded for it. And that is the truth. The blessings that come, the blessings of the prophet that come for the care of your pastor is enormous. But as a pastor, also don't impose your needs on the people. Then as the normal person, walk with your hand. Don't also be a burden on the church. Don't also be a burden on your family. Walk with your hands. There is no job, menial, that you cannot walk. Do something. Take care of yourself. Then if you have a family, take care of your family. That is your duty, especially as a man, to do that. Work, work, work. You ever see that he that steals should steal no more, but rather he should work. Ephesians 4 verse 28. He should steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands that thing which is good that he may give to him that needed. Your goal as a believer is not to be a burden on the church or fellow brethren. Your goal as a believer should be to give to your fellow brethren. So work, work. Do you know the truth? When every Christian gets busy in the church, vices like gossip, malice, jealousy, and all those things will disappear from the church. When every Christian minds his own business, all these vices of the flesh will go to be gone with the wind. I'm going to end here, but not before I leave you with some scripture. Second Thessalonians 3, 11 to 12 says, For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not walking at all, but are busybodies. <laughs> Busybody. <laughs> now, those who are such, we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ, that they walk in quietness and eat their bread. Can you see those three virtues again? Work, live quietly, and mind your business. Again, so it's very, very, very important. He said, those that refuse this admonition, the next couple of verses, 14 and 15, he says that you should mind them, note them, and avoid them. 
so that the person will be ashamed. But he said, yes, do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. So, because I see a lot of gathering where they do this thing, they isolate their brothers, they isolate their sisters in church. Paul also put the caveat. He says, see, do it in love. Admonish him as a brother. Not him. Don't keep company with him, but still admonish him as a brother. So he will change. You don't admonish him with mere words. You admonish him with the word of God. Nobody will argue with the word of God if truly that person is a believer. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 12, that when we have these three virtues, or something will happen. Say, so that you may bear yourselves becomingly and be correct and honorable and command the respect of the outside world, being independent of nobody self-supporting and having need of nothing this is one of the ways the outside world the unbelievers when we carry ourselves like this they will have respect for us they'll have respect for christ and they will want to come and join us first peter 2 12 says in message translation live an exemplary life amongst the native that is a native that is the, the people in your community where you practice your christianity where you live so that your actions will refute their prejudices then they will be won over to god's side and be there to join in the celebration when he arrives i see your conduct is actually what preaches the gospel more than your words that's when you go about preaching the gospel people will be like ah, are you also a christian why the life you lead does not represent the words that come out of your mouth god bless you and if you've not accepted Jesus into your life, this is time for that now. Just say after me, Lord Jesus, I believe you died. I believe you resurrected from the dead. I ask you into my heart, be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Please remember to subscribe to his YouTube channel at Saint Vlog. Follow him on Facebook at Chukudum. Follow him on Twitter at Chukudum. Oh, follow him on Instagram at Saint T. Subscribe on his blog www.saint.tips with an S to receive the daily devotional and bullet words sent to your email daily. I'm really glad you joined me for this episode. Make sure you tune in next week, same time, same station. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you. Have a blessed week. You are in for a miracle. See you.